Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of Tummy Team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain-free and connected for the life they were meant to live. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. This is Kelly Dean, and I'm super excited about our interview today with my dear friend, Cheryl Muskowski. I, I hope I said it right. I, I say it a lot, but it's, I feel like I'm going to mess it up just because we're recording. But anyway, Cheryl is uh, a professional that has been endorsed with the Tummy Team for quite some time. She was my first professional that endorsed with me, and We have a long history together, and I'm excited to share her story. Cheryl works out of a suburb of Chicago, and um, she has a lot of uh, insight, and our journey together has been really fun. So thanks for joining me, Cheryl. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited for you to be here. So tell everybody just a little bit about yourself, a little bit about... I don't know, your your family, your history, how you got into this work, what you do, t- the name of your business, all that good stuff. Okay. Well, my name is Cheryl Mastowski, and um, I'm a mom of grown children, so I have seven grandchildren as well, so that's fun. And part of that, you know, because I'm a mom and a grandma, I always feel like I, it's easier for me to do this work funny, you know, like in, a, in kind of a funny way, because I, in, in the young moms, I relate to as a mom and is in the older women, it's like, well, you know, if I can do this, you can do this. Right. So um, it, that's been kind of fun. Um, I started out as a Pilates instructor and I, I had some sciatica and some back issues and that, that was back in 2005 and went, since I'm outside of Chicago, I went to a lot of the top um, university hospitals and nobody could find anything wrong. And about two years into that, someone said, why don't you try Pilates? And I thought, what's that going to do? You know, and I did. And even that six weeks later, I had no back pain and I have had no back pain since then. So that kind of started me on my journey. I professionally, I've worked in law firms all my life. Everything's black and white. And um, I, but my instructor moved back to Chicago. And so I needed someone out here and there was nobody else really teaching Pilates well. And so I decided it was my job to do this. And so I quit my legal professional job and started uh, training in Pilates. So I took one course that took me about a year and it wasn't enough. I'm that kind of person that if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it 150% and no everything. <laughs> I you know? love that. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So I took another course after that. So it took me four years to become a fully certified stock Pilates instructor. And at the end of that, I was, you know, I had started teaching clients. And as most people know, a lot of Pilates is a lot of flexion, you know, um, sit-ups, roll-ups, what we call C-curve, which are basically crunches. Mm. And I was doing fine. And then I got a woman and I started working with her and I put her up in that position. And this thing came out of her belly. Like it was like this football. And I was like, like, I had no idea what that was. We didn't talk about this. This was back what, 12, 15 years ago when I started, no one talked about diastasis. No one knew what it was. So I I didn't do any of the crunches or C-curve that session, but I sent her home and all week I researched it. And I thought, what is this? What what can I do for it? And there was very little out there on diastasis. And it the, the main thing they said was you needed surgery. And so I thought, I can't train her. Like, I'm going to hurt her. And I could not, in my right conscience, do that morally. So I was, but I needed clients. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a new instructor. Yeah, I I think that what you just said is a huge part of why we're doing this kind of series, so to speak, during July, which is our Diastasis Recti Awareness Month, is that exact experience you had where, you didn't have the information. You saw a client that had a need 
then the information that you got was so extreme, like this is surgery. So what's the first thing we think? I can't treat her. I can't do anything here. Right. And, 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 and then think of it from the client's standpoint, like she came in because she feels weak and she's looking for help and you discover something and kind of feel like, Oh, I'm not going to help her, but that's not what you did. So continue with your story. She came back the following week and I was going to say, look, I can't train you, you know, and she came back and she said, it's diastasis and there's this program out there and there's a DVD we can buy and it's supposedly we can heal this. And would you help me? And I thought, well, I've got nothing to lose. And that was really kind of interesting to me. So I let her order all the material and together we went through the whole thing. And lo and behold, even without knowing what I was doing within four weeks, it was going down and it was healing. And And this was was Julie Tupler's program, right? It was. was. When I started this work, um, Julie was really, she's the pioneer, right? She's the, she's the first person that was really actively, talking about how we can treat this with rehab. Um, and the only person I, I think at the time that was really out there doing that. And so she was a lifeline to a lot of us. So, so you, you kind of started um, kind of looking at Julie Tupler stuff. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and like you said, she was the matriarch, I think of, mm-hmm. of diastasis rehabilitation. We wouldn't, I don't think most of us would be here if it weren't for her yeah. and it would not be out in the public. So we have so much to be grateful to her for. Yeah. So um, that was like in 2010 and she was just starting teaching other professionals. And if I'm not mistaken, you were in her first class. I did. I was the first and her first class and Julie Tupler's first class of professionals. Um, I didn't think I was going to do this work. I was trying to get other PTs that did outpatient rehab to go. And nobody, everybody's like, why don't you go and do the training? My husband's like, why don't you go and do the training? And so I did. And, um, and that was before I even thought I was going to do the tummy team. I had, I don't think I even had the tummy team as a business yet. I went because I felt like I needed, I had, I had gotten so, so much better with just a little bit that she had taught and I wanted to know more. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I did some training with her initially. Um, and then that progressed to, um, because it was, there was, it was a piece of what I do as a physical therapist, but I started seeing the bigger picture of all the other rehab training I have with alignment and neuromuscular re-ed and the connection component and all of this stuff. And so then me and Julie collaborated for a while and we still, we're still good friends um, where I actually did additional training for the people that trained with her so that they had a little bit more of a rehab background because uh, Julie is a nurse by a nurse and a childbirth educator by profession. So she doesn't have the same rehab background that I have. So I kind of pulled in the rehab components to kind of offer additional training for her. So we kind of partnered together after, you know, oh, a while, but yes, I was the first person that, or one of the first people that went through that training with her and you were the went, second, you were yeah, the second group. We were the second group. Cool. Yes. Yes. And so, but you know, I went and so it was 2011 that I went out there and I remember walking the streets of New York after taking all this training and looking up and going, okay, Lord, like this just is total opposition to what I've been doing in Pilates. Like I just did all this Pilates, spent all this money, all this time, all these years. And now you're asking me to throw all that education out. Like kind of what I thought, you know, Right. but I knew that again, morally, I couldn't go back to teaching Pilates the way I had before because I knew so much of it was incorrect anatomically and um, would hurt people. But at so, the same time, but at the same time, you you had this, I, I know that you have this kind of pull that Pilates also did make you pain-free. There, you know, you there was this side of like, how am I going to rectify this? Because I know that there are some amazing components of it, but how am I going to blend that with this new information. And in my course, in my class with Julie, I hadn't been doing this work yet. So for me, all the information was fresh and I, I absorbed it. Um, just like, just give me more, give me more. Every other person in my training group 
was uh, in a battle with themselves in denial or, or, or thinking I can't, I, I'm going to quit the job I was doing because I actually have been hurting all these people or I can't change their personal trainers or they were rehab people that had promoted themselves as helping prenatal and postpartum women. And they just realized that everything they were doing was actually hurting their clients. And it takes a lot of humility to, to say, to go back to those clients and say, you know what, what I told you before mm-hmm. is outdated, and I'm going to tell you new. And some of the clients, some of the professionals had had the humility and the strength of character to do that. And some of them said, I'm just going to walk away from what I was doing. And I watched that happen right in front of me. It was it, within the class. I could see the, the pro- professionals that were going to take this information and change what they were doing. And I saw the ones that were going to walk away. But what was interesting is, at least from my perspective, there was the information that we got in that training was so clear and so obviously accurate that nobody was saying, I'm going to deny that and just do what I was doing before. Nobody said that. Nobody is like, oh, I don't believe that we're still going to go back and do crunches and burpees with our postpartum women. You know, nobody said that it was so impactful to, to get this information um, and to see the big picture of it. And even at the time we weren't all seeing the big picture. We were just seeing the initial picture of it, but I saw everybody in my, in my coursework in that class with that, that struggle that you're saying and, and okay. So continue with your journey on that because I, I but you know, yeah. And, and the same thing in my group. And for me, it was really weird because I went out looking just to like find out how to heal a diastasis and I got immersed into a childbirth class too. Like she was teaching childbirth and pregnancies and I was like whoa this is way more than I signed up for you know (laughs) way out of my scope of practice but you know I knew that I could take some of it and you know put it it was just a matter of I knew I had to go home and just really work through what I was doing what I needed to change how I could do it but it was really interesting because about a month after I got back I saw a woman that I knew and she was walking with a cane she was in her second trimester, walking with the cane. And I went up to her and I was like, what is wrong? Like, what happened? And she explained to me that it was her third pregnancy and it was so bad. Her hips hurt her, you know, her knees hurt. Um, her, you know, her belly was just like, we couldn't support the baby, she thought. And she thought the baby was going to fall out. And it, like in her second trimester, she didn't know how she was going to make it through that pregnancy. And don't ask me what made me do this, but I was like, oh, just come and train with me. I'll teach you what I know. I was like, I, I got home and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I'm going to hurt this pregnant woman. You know, I thought I'm going to cause her to lose her baby or something. I didn't know. But she came and I checked her and she had a five finger diastasis in her second trimester. And every time she came back every two weeks, it was smaller and smaller and smaller. Even though her belly was growing, she, we got her down to a two for her, you know, in her diastasis. She got through the whole pregnancy, and she said at nine months, she felt stronger than she had before she got pregnant. Wow. And she never felt the baby falling out anymore. I mean, it was a great, amazing birth. She did and well. You were sold. And then you were sold. You were like, oh, my gosh, I need to do this work. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that yeah, it was it was kind of a crazy thing. I never expected me doing this work. I just didn't. Um, so, but again, there was just limited information there. So I searched and there was a group up in Canada that was doing some of the same work. Mm-hmm. So I booked my flight and I went up there and I did their whole course and I got some more pieces added to the puzzle. And then here in Chicago, there was a group that was doing pelvic floor work. Um, the, it was women's health foundation with some top urogynecologists. And I thought, Oh, I'm going to do that too. So it's like, I just went everywhere that I could to get information because I wanted to learn. I knew there was so much I didn't know. And the more I knew, the more I knew I needed to learn. And I was yeah. just, isn't really, that, isn't that yes. the thing? The oh. more we learn, the more we realize we need to learn more. <laughs> yeah. So 
But then I, I found, like I was watching everybody that had taken the course as well. And I found you as you put up a web page and I saw the things I was stalking you. I mean, no doubt I was stalking you because you were looking at, you were looking for a community. You were, you were kind of felt like you were a pioneer yourself and solo and all alone. And so you were watching other people that had done training with Julie and training probably with these people from Canada. And you were um, looking for how are other people doing this? What, what's going on? I totally get that. Yes. And things that you said, I would be like, oh my gosh, I, that's how I said that, or that's what I thought, or that's what I feel, or that, you know, you put into words a lot of times the things that I was dealing with, but didn't even know how to express because I didn't have the back knowledge background that you had. Mm-hmm. So that's when I did start stalking you and saying, oh, Kelly, like, you know, you know so much more than I do. Like, you have to, like, put together a training program or you have to do something or, like, I want to work under you. And you're like, well, nope, not ready for that, you know. <laughs> I, uh, you were, we were talking a little bit before we started recording that you found that email of when you first reached out to me in 2012 um, asking me just a ton of questions about, how I do what I do, why I do it, what, you know, why do I do certain things? And, and I had said that, uh, you know, you were one of the reasons, um, there were a couple professionals and a couple things that moved along the way, but you specifically were one of the reasons that I started to realize that not only could I create professional training courses, but that I should do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, at first I didn't think I could. And then there was, there was a couple of things that happened that helped me see that I could. Um, and then, but what your approach was, was, um, more than that. It's like why I should do it. Because when you reached out to me and were asking all these questions, it really reminded me of myself asking all these questions. And there wasn't really somebody to ask those questions from. So I kind of pulled a lot of pieces together. And a lot of it came from, ironically, my previous experience as a physical therapist that was not even in this same area. But so much of the training I had done in brain injury and stroke rehab was so relevant to this. And then also my personal journeys through my losses and pregnancies and my own diastasis healing and like so many kind of pieces all pulled together. And what I realized, you know, in our conversations was that we, I wanted to do an apprentice process. I wanted to do a process where people could apprentice with us more than just take an individual CEU course, which you have done, you had done a lot of that, but really create a process where we walk alongside each other and we share complicated clients and how we got past a certain thing. And we share techniques and my, my thought process and your thought process and other people's thought process of why we maybe do the core before we do the pelvic floor in our approach, why we work in sitting before we work in standing, why I make sure they have this amount of transverse strength before we release their hamstrings, you know, and, and kind of the, not just these are all the techniques, but the the more the why behind the thought process, the problem solving, the the this isn't a protocol where everybody does X then Y then Z. You know, people there is a there is a general kind of pl- pathway that people follow, and that's why we have really effective online courses because we've done that. But even within that we have to realize all these unique individualities with people's stories and people's body types and people's compensation patterns. And that's hard to get in just a simple CU course. And so, so you gave me the confidence to say, okay, you know, um, we're going to create these apprentice processes and create several of them so that it's not the one size fits all recognize that birth professionals have a totally different scope of practice than rehab and restorative fitness professionals than fitness, just plain fitness professionals that don't kind of have the restorative or rehab background, you know, and recognizing 
all of those different pieces and, and honoring all those different pieces. But it's still, it's interesting. I, I did that, but I still haven't had a ton of confidence to promote it. You know, like so many professionals like fall upon our training kind of by accident because I haven't done a lot of promotion because you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of people doing stuff out there now. And you always feel like, oh, somebody's doing something better than me. Who am I? Um, but I can tell you the community of endorsed pro- professionals that we have now really remind me how important it is to let other professionals know that there's an option to do this type of training. Yes. Right? And after, you know, these emails and some conversations in 2012, uh, we came up with the idea. We actually flew you out. Remember, oh, in, right. in the spring of 2013, um, I had a, um, a yoga instructor who was so on board with me that she and I thought, let's bring you out to the Chicago area. I mean, there's thousands of professionals around here. Let's bring you out to the Chicago area, do a continuing ed for nurses or doctors or chiros or fitness professionals, whatever, like this is going to be really big. And like we poured our hearts into it. And then we got like 15 people that came. 15 amazing people. Pardon me? 15 amazing people. Yeah, it was 15 amazing people. But, you know, I was really disappointed because I thought I was so excited because this is such an unknown field and such an endemic thing in our society, I thought everybody would want to jump in and learn about this and learn how to find it and, you know, to treat it and stuff. But um, you did come out. And and so that was really exciting. And then in the fall, I came out to see you. And I did my internship under you out in Washington. So that was fun. But you still weren't ready. (laughs) Because that was 2013. It was three, four years (laughs) before you did it. Yeah. I, I, at that point, I, I was doing it kind of a little bit more traditionally, like I was, you know, flying different places and doing courses, um, or I was allowing professionals to come and shadow me. And we, I would just customize whatever training they needed based on, like they would follow me through a, a clinic day of clients. And then we would carve out times where we discussed and and trained like in a real clinical application, which is, I, I love that environment. Right. And, um, but I also recognize that doesn't work for everybody. You know, if you look at our endorsed practitioners, they're in, you know, Denmark and Switzerland and Italy, and, you know, that doesn't work for everybody to fly out here to do that. So, and the need is huge, right? Huge. The, the need is huge. So how can, we make it accessible to everybody. And that's where we kind of created this online. And the reality, the more I was doing some of those trainings and traveling, the age of my kids at that time, it just became not feasible for me to travel that much. Uh, My husband was traveling for work at the time. And my kids just, I really needed to be home. Um, and so, so, you know, because of all those things, we created a different way to do it. And, and it's really, it's really worked out. You've been patient, but we've been learning together along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I tried not to bother. You'd be like, okay, it's three months. Can I contact her? (laughs) (laughs) Can I just ask for how long, you know? (laughs) Yeah, there was another professional that she and I chatted, like, often, like, yeah, I called her. Okay, so I won't call her for a while. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are silly. Um, Well, so so you started started doing more and more of this work. Um, Mm -hmm. You started actually advertising. You changed the name of your business to Strong Tummies, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So you took your Pilates training, you took all this other training and you created something brand new, uh, right? That's really customized to your scope of practice, your heart, what you feel confident at, and then have kind of, you know, created a lot of education around that. And now you're a resource in your community, right? Um, In a way that there really was a need. So Tell me, um, tell me a little bit more about like how, what you really, what was the struggle with your training? Was it, was it trying to, 
I won't, I won't plant. Did you have, did you have struggles in your training and, and with other medical professionals or with clients not believing what you were saying? Yes. And my own, I went to my doctor one day and I said, so like I do diastasis rehabilitation and, you know, like, why don't you check anybody? She said, well, if I check somebody and they have a diastasis, I have no recourse. Surgery is the only thing that we can do and it's not practical and it doesn't always work and it's not a good option. So I don't even want to deal with it. So if I don't check, I don't have to deal with it. That so I- is- that is the that is exactly what is happening worldwide, yeah. because they don't know enough. They know enough to go, oh, but that's a diastasis. But they they believe such outdated. They, I, I, we, all of us, you know, as professionals, had such outdated information that we don't like to tell clients we don't know how to fix something. So it's kind of like, don't look. Don't, don't see, it. Don't don't see yeah. it. If they mention it, I'll check. But otherwise, and how many of our clients will say they didn't even check me unless I asked them to? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I handed her a folder and said, okay, this is what I do. And she took it and set it down on the counter and like never heard a word, never anything. And, and I tried to continue the conversation saying, look, if, if I, if I treat somebody and it doesn't work, they can always go back to surgery. But like, can can we at least give some a try, you know? And there there was nothing. Um, Which is so weird to me, right? Like, no. why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you look at an option for people? And And I think that the other misunderstanding about diastasis in the medical field is that it's just a cosmetic issue. Yes. They are not, we're not, we, I say they, I need to say we, we're not always seeing um, the fact that um, this is connected to so many health and medical Mm -hmm. and wellness. um, And, uh, you know, as we're finding too, mental health issues, you know, that instability in the core is leading, you know, if you have a gaping hole in the muscles that are supposed to hold the center of your body together, you know, you're going to have some intestinal problems. You're going to have some, some back issues. You're going to have some compensation patterns with sciatica and, and, you know, all of these things that, that are really impact people's quality of life. And they can be treated if they just knew to check and then to send them to the right specialist. Right. Yeah. And even fitness professionals, like I've in my own field, I've tried to teach others, like, I'm not going to take your your clients away from you. Like, check if they have a diastasis, send them to me. At some point, I'll send them back whole and they can do what you want them to do. Maybe a little modified, but, you know, like, I'm not stealing your clients and they don't get that. And um, your your practice now isn't doing ongoing training. Typically, you typically treat them for diastasis and then send them back to people that are doing classes in Pilates or whatever it is that they need to do in their life. Um, Yeah, I think that I think that um, there is a certain amount of competition that it feels like. And I have early on in my in my um, career in this area have been like, I am not going to compete with other people for clients. There are more than enough. This is the thing we say all the time. There are more than enough hurting people to go around. We don't have to fight over clients. Um, But when, what I want to be is a resource. If somebody gets stuck with somebody that they don't say, Oh, you're not going to get any better just because you don't know how to get them to the next level. Doesn't mean they're not capable of getting to the next level. And that's where we need to partner and collaborate and reach out to each other and say, this person might have some skills I don't have to help you get to that next level. Instead of saying, you're not going to get better just because you as a clinician can't get them better. Right. Um, I think that that's that, that not having the competition. One thing that when I, and I had kind of mentioned this early on, 
that when I was looking at getting more information about doing this work, the people that were doing it at the time were very uh, concerned about their intellectual property and kind of holding everything close to the chest because this was like their their niche in in the world. Um, and I just really didn't want to be like that. I really felt like this is common knowledge that we should all know. And obviously I do have a business and I do have copyright on some of my stuff because I've worked really hard to develop some stuff, but I'm not saying people can't use it. I'm just saying, give credit where the credit goes, give credit to the tummy team. If you are using a resource from the tummy team, but use the resource, use the education, help people. And, and one of the really cool things that happened between me and Beth Learn from fit to be is um, we, we agreed that we were never going to compete with each other, that we were always going to partner with each other. And there are many times where she will send her fitness clients to me. They get rehab and I send them back to Beth, you know, Um, or people start with me and they finish rehab and I send them to Beth. You know, because she does a piece of the puzzle that I don't do. And she has an online resource, you know, and the same thing with you guys. You know, if I have somebody that reaches out to me in your zip code area, we say, hey, you want to see somebody in person? Here's Cheryl. Go see her in person. You can do the online course. But if you need somebody to put their hands on you, this is where she is. Um, I feel like that's that's the network that we need as professionals. Um, and also to recognize that we aren't in competition with each other. You know, I can't tell you the number of clients that I have gotten that have come to me after taking an online program and it's one session, one session. And it's one thing they're doing incorrectly or one thing their body doesn't understand. And we work through that one thing and then it's great. You know, like they'll be like, I've been doing this for eight months and I can't get past this point. Well, like, can we change this or adjust yeah. that? And then bam, they're like, wow, I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. So we all work together. Yeah, we do. We do. I love that. I love and that. I love you know, that's when I'm done with them. That's when I, you know, send them the link to fit to be because I think that's the best place for them to be. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great resource for sure. Yeah. And I love the community that we have um, to ask each other questions about what's going on with our clients or new things that we're learning about how diastasis is connected to like, I remember when I saw the connection between diastasis recti and postpartum depression and, um, or postpartum anxiety is maybe a better term to use. Um, because I mean, there's, there's obviously other hormonal and chemical things going on in those things, but there is an actual connection between that disconnect physically in the core of their body and um, how they are able to handle um, the emotional stress of, you know, of newborn care, you know, and, and it's, you know, and us having a place where we could talk about that and collaborate about our experiences with clients and, and how we could create a support system and communicate that in a good way. And stuff like that has been really just, and that's just one example of multiple things that we um, discuss as a team that I love. Well, and I love the fact that we all know as a tummy team professional that we need to love on women, like these women, men, we, you know, but women, they're hurting, they feel broken, they feel incomplete, they don't understand their bodies, their bodies are, they think their bodies are failing them. and they are, they condemn themselves and they don't like their bodies and they don't like what they are and who they are. And so it's not just a matter of physical, um, physical information, but we need to like put your arms around them and love them through the next step and don't let them condemn themselves and don't let them beat themselves up. Um, it, it is, a, there's such a, an emotional component to this work. You're right. Yeah, it is. And it's a big picture thing. And those things are hard to um, identify, like maybe at a primary care physician's visit, you know, but when we sit and we listen to our clients about what, how they're experiencing their life right now, you know, um, and it's, it's quick to say that, oh, that's just a cosmetic thing, but it's not when, when you don't, 
feel like yourself anymore, Mm -hmm. it's hard to interact in the world. And it's not just, I see this person in this picture or in the mirror. That's not me. It's not just that. It's like, I can't bend down to pick up the Cheerios off the floor that my one-year-old just dropped. I can't, you know, um, carry my, my toddler out of the car when they fell asleep in the back seat to get them to their crib. You know, I can't do some of the things that I should be able to do as a mother or as a, a, a person at this stage in my life. And, and that, that really messes with us, right? That really messes with our self-worth. And, and so we're giving them tools, we're giving them perspective, we're giving them um, power. And, you know, you mentioned that when people have done, you know, a session with you, after they've done the online program, it's just one session. But the other thing is, okay, maybe they haven't done the online program. How many sessions on average do you see the average client? Three to four. Three to four sessions, people. Three to four sessions, people. We're not, we're not seeing clients for months and years. Uh, Although we might see them again for another pregnancy or for another situation that's coming up, you know. Um, And it's not every week. It's like, you see, I see them and then I don't see them for two weeks. And then I see them and then I don't see them. So it's a long period of time, but it's not. Of three times a week commitment for four months. No. So financially it's feasible. Time-wise it's feasible. And we don't stop seeing them at three to four times because that's just our protocol. We stop because they've met their goals. Right. <laughs> they've yeah. met their goals in that time frame. And as a physical therapist, that is mind boggling. Um, it really is. And I, when, when we were in the clinic and, um, we'd be seeing clients and I would have an occasional client that was struggling or that was not making progress as fast. And maybe I needed to see them six times or, you know, once a week for a period of time, because they had a lot of things going on. I would take it so heavy to heart. And, um, I have, I, I shared space with a chiropractor and the chiropractor would come to me. She goes, you are so spoiled. You're so spoiled. Every single client you see gets better. So you have one client out of 200 that needs extra help. And you're like, you're struggling. She goes, you're so spoiled. You don't realize how, how effective what you're doing is that that's not how most rehab experiences are. You know, I believe in rehab. I agree. I've rehabbed a shoulder and it took a lot longer than that. You know, um, so that's exciting and, and rewarding, right? To do this work. Yes. Oh, yes. It's life-changing. And you just, it's such a calling. I just feel like it's such a calling. Yeah. What, to, what Along that line, what is, what is your favorite thing about the work that you do? Oh, being a part of changing someone's life. That when they come in in four weeks and say, oh, I have no back pain. How, how does this work? Like, you know, mm-hmm. or I can go for a walk now and I'm not, you know, I'm not in pain and mm-hmm. I can, you know, carry my child up the stairs and um, yeah, it's just a lifestyle change. And that's yeah. the first thing I tell somebody is like, this is not just an exercise program. This is a lifestyle change. And it's yeah. going to, if you, if you do this, it will change your entire life and, and how you live your life. So that's what the most exciting thing is. It, or and that's, pregnancy- daunting. that's daunting for some people, right? Because some people just want a prescription that they boom, 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 check yeah. off the front and we're done. But similar to what I said, when we first learned this information, where we, once we got the education, we couldn't deny the accuracy of it, right? So right. the education component of what we do sells it to the client, right? Exactly. That and the relief that they feel or the connection or the relief that they feel so quickly is so motivating that they're going to go. And even if there are lots of clients that are maybe not as motivated as we would hope, or they had thought they were going to be. And sometimes that's just the season of life they're in that we gave them in two sessions more than they even imagined they were going to get. And that's all they can really commit to at this stage in their life. And there's no shame in that. We're here if they want to get to the next level four years from now, when their kids are all in elementary school, we're good. 
we can do that. But, you know, any a bit that we can give somebody that shifts the course of their direction. And I feel like even creating a spark of hope, sometimes I see people once and they don't come back um, or, or they start my course and they just watch the beginning and they, they're not ready to do it yet. And I used to take that personally. I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. I have now heard enough people's stories to recognize people are all on their own path in their journey. But sometimes often that initial interaction has given them hope going, okay, I now know this isn't always how this is going to be. I also know that I can't commit to this right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to put it in a drawer and I'm going to just kind of power through and then I'm going to come back to it because I know it's here. And I always want to prove, create an environment that never makes somebody feel ashamed that they didn't do it. Now I I do warn them that ignoring pain typically and ignoring symptoms typically makes them worse. And then it can sometimes be harder to fix. But I also acknowledge sometimes we have other things going on. You know, like I said, for me, I had a season where I really needed to be home with my kids um, and I couldn't travel and teach, even though I felt like I'm called to travel and teach. I was also called to be their parent. And so I had to make a choice and the choice was to be home and not to travel and teach. Um, and, but my kids are almost, you know, they're all growing up and then I can travel and teach, you know, um, if I want to. <laughs> right. But we've done this so long, like this is 10 years for me, you yeah. know, yeah. So now we've got that history and we've seen people come back, you know, in two years or three years or five years, you know, and and so we know that at some point, a lot of these people will come back and we hear their stories, you know, yeah. so we support them at whatever journey. They're whatever right. Yeah. That's the one thing that I've, I've still learned from you is just loving them where they are. Just, you know, letting them be where they are, trying to help them to the next step. But I can't pick them up and carry them. I can give them the education and give them the information, but they have to make that choice. Right. We can't change how they're sitting in the car. We can tell them how to sit in the car, but we can't change how they're sitting in the car unless they want to change it. And that's how all rehab works and we know it. But I feel like our our approach is very much partnering with the client um, and empowering them to make some decisions and deciding why to make those decisions and reaping the benefit of it so that they realize, see the next thing that they could be changing. Um, and, and that's, that's fun. And I think that, you know, when we, I, I think that there's already so much pressure um, on everybody. I used to say on women, but the more I work with men, the more I see it with men too. Um, it's just different. It looks a little bit different, but there's a lot of pressure to, um, be working out all the time to be, you know, bouncing back from delivery right real quick. And, you know, to, to be doing, you know, Pinterest worthy birthday parties for our kids and to, you know, wear your baby, you know, your newborn all through VBS because you want to volunteer and you're going to wear them the whole time. And then you wonder why your pelvic floor is, you know, like there's just a lot of pressure and I want to empower people to be able to do all those things, but there's some, we need, we need training. We need support. We need care to be strong enough to do those things, to just believe that they magically happen after these huge um, injuries or transformations in our body is is unfair and it sets people up for really struggling and I feel like if we could just talk more about it and and say that you know there is support and that doesn't mean that you know you're weak or you're broken that you didn't just bounce back like you thought you were going to you know it's just everybody has a different journey and getting the care you need just because your sister didn't get a diastasis doesn't mean that you should ignore that you have one right yeah I think why we teach individually too like we we don't teach classes because everyone is so individual and i would say your rehab is is a, a thousand piece puzzle and right. we just have to look at all the different pieces and all the different pieces need to fit in perfectly so it's not just one thing it's not just one set of exercises or you know one way to to sit or to stand or it's a thousand and right. we just search that out right 
Right. Yeah. What do you feel like has been um, the best part um, of being an endorsed practitioner with the tummy team? What's been the most supportive for you or what, you know, what, what has helped you the most being in that? I think we talked about it a little bit, but I think for professionals that are maybe listening kind of why has it been helpful to actually kind of go past the apprentice process into being endorsed? Um, the education, there's so much education and what you learn, you bring to us in the form of a webinar, but not just you, but people from all over the world. Like you've had other people come teach us what they're learning in, I don't remember where, Germany or something or Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, mm-hmm. Denmark, you know, and so so we have a, an international view of the work that we're doing. Um, and and your availability, like you're you're just there. We're all available for each other. So if we have a problem that we can't solve or something that we just can't figure out, we can post it on the Facebook page and the rest of the, the professionals jump in with their ideas and their thoughts. Or maybe it's just if you're feeling discouraged, you know, they they encourage you. So it's education and it's being part of the community, knowing I am not alone. Oh, knowing that I am not the only one doing this and that I have others that I can count on. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to create. So I love that. What is um, one thing? It's hard to pick one thing. If you had to pick one thing, what is something that you wish all professionals knew about diastasis recti? That you can heal and that it doesn't take surgery and that um, there's hope and um, yeah, that that it can be healed. Yeah. Yeah. So start checking for it. uh, That's what I'm going to say is like, okay, uh, the one thing I wish they knew is how to check for it. And so you're a professional out there and you don't, you can contact any of us professionals and if we're in your area, you can come and we can teach you how. If not, one of us can teach you online. But but check people. Just please yeah. check people. Yeah, we're actually creating I'm uh, creating some more resources geared right towards professionals um, uh, that are going to be more free resources. So people can start getting even just some basic things like how do I check for a diastasis? Because how we were taught in most of us, how we were taught, if we we're taught at all in PT school, um, is out of date. It's inaccurate. So, so that, and, um, you know, like, so I'm trying to really look at what are some basics that I feel like should be common knowledge that we don't even have to charge people for. Um, you know, obviously the whole training process is an investment of time and finances, but, um, but there are some basic things that I think are helpful, um, to make free resources. So we're, we're looking at some of those so that it's, it's less daunting to like, say, I'm going to invest in this, you know, training process or even this individual course, but yeah. Well, thank you. I think, is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? It went by fast, right? It did go really fast. Um, no, just check out, you know, check out the Tummy Team resources. There's so much out there. Um, Ask questions. There's the Facebook page. There's just so much. Don't, don't be scared by something you don't know. Like, like, like learn. There's, you know, there's enough resources right now that, that you can learn and you can. It's a huge thing. Well, and I, I think, I think along those same lines, what I would like professionals to know is that, um, you know, we, we don't know everything. There's no way we can know everything. So don't feel bad about stuff. I don't know a ton of stuff. Like I have people ask me questions about tongue tie stuff. I know very little about tongue tie stuff. That is not my expertise. Right. But I think it's very important. Um, you know, so this, so I think that as professionals, you don't, some of you are going to feel like, oh my gosh, this is something I, this is work I want to do. And others of you are going to say, I have a gap in my knowledge base. I'm not going to necessarily change my, my practice to be a diastasis recti rehab specialist, but I want to know enough to be checking people properly, understanding the symptoms involved and getting um, a set of resources together 
to help people get the care they need. You know, that's all like there are going to be some some professionals out there that want to do this work or already doing some version of this work, but they're missing some some components. And we'd love to fill in those gaps for them. Um, And then there's going to be other professionals that just want to feel a little bit more confident that they're giving up to date, accurate information. And, you know, I feel like most of the time we have no problem sending somebody to a specialist when it's out of our league. This is the same thing. If this is not in your scope of practice, no matter how great of a medical fitness rehab birth professional you are, if this isn't something you do, that's okay. You can't be good at everything. So send them to people that do this work so that they can get the care they need and we'll send them right back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. Um, I can see the future where this is going to be just common knowledge for all these professionals. And that's our hope, right? That this isn't, there is some specialized um, treatment approaches, but it shouldn't be specialized care to get checked. Right. And, no. and, and to know how to treat it. To, even if you don't do the treating, to know that treatment is available. That shouldn't be specialized knowledge. Right. right. And there is something other than surgery. Surgery is just not even the right option. Surgery yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not the right option. And even surgeons oh. will say that. Even right. surgeons will say, yeah. this is not the right option. But they won't know another option, right? So, all right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us this week. I, me and Cheryl could sit here and talk forever. That's how I feel whenever I have one of the professionals on, we chit chat for a long time, but I hopefully, I hope that you guys got something out of this and could see the heart behind what we do and have a little bit more compassion for your professionals that maybe didn't know this information because we didn't know it either. You don't know until you know, um, And then also check out a little bit more of what Cheryl does. We're going to put some links in our podcast notes um, to her business and her practice. And so you can get to know a little bit more about her. And if you're in the Chicago area, you can work with her in person. Thanks for joining me, Cheryl. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, everybody. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. And I hope that you are well and, um, you know, good wherever you are. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow the Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.